butter with that, everyone. Um, so this is, uh, of course, a movie podcast with friends in Philly talking about movies and things and drinking. Um, lots of drinking. Lots of drinking. <laughs> and we're um, one friend down. Huh? Yes, we are. We are one friend down. We are. Again, unfortunately, Sam is not with us. Um, our August is uh, a little bit crazy, or I guess July is crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of these will, these will be coming out like slowly. Um, but it's all like good things. Uh, Sam's away doing uh, a conference in DC, uh, aka Avengers business. Christine's gonna be in Spain soon. Dave is going on vacation. <laughs> Connor's always going somewhere. Hey. I'm moving. So we all have like fun, yeah. exciting life things happening. So it's all good stuff. But unfortunately, it means our schedules are weird, and we have not been able to record as usual. Um, as you pointed out last week, I think for we've almost we've been doing this for almost a year. So the fact that we've been year. able to like coordinate yeah. five people. It's for impressive. a year. Yeah. Um, so we're hoping that you guys like these different mini-sodes. Like I meant, we mentioned that, like, the last one, we really want, like, your feedback, too, about, like, if you like these kind of ones that we've been doing, if you want us to do different ones, if you have suggestions. Um, and hopefully we'll be coming back with a new theme sometime soon. Um, which would be, like, Gesundheit. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to drop it. <laughs> Um, yeah, because I, I, we've been talking about some ideas for themes we have and everything, so it would be a lot of fun as well. Um, so for this one, uh, we are trying out uh, a Q&A. So we posted on our social medias uh, to see if people wanted to ask the Butter Crew specific questions. Um, so I think I'm going through these mostly in, like, chronological order as to, like, how people sent them to us. Um, but, yeah, we got responses on uh, Facebook and Instagram, and I got texts, and Connor got an email. I got so we got email. we got all of the, the medias, uh, yeah. which is good. Thank we you need all a so blues. much. Yes, thank you. Yeah, this was great. And we have a lot of awesome questions that people have for us, too. So I'm really excited for us to go through these and answer them. Some of them are, like, pretty hard also. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. Any, did we, like, did people, like, have, like, stuff they wanted to talk about before we, like, dive right into questions? Any, like, updates or movies and things we all saw? If you want to follow us on social media, you can do that at Butter With That on Instagram, Butter With That One on Twitter, and Butter With That on our Facebook page. Whoever has Butter With That on Twitter, just Mm. please give it to us. (laughs) Surrender it. Please, we need it. You could be Butter With That One. Um, cause some of like our, uh, like Ryan, who I write for on Cine- cinema 76, whenever he posts something, he's been the Tory from butter with that. And I'm like, Oh, that's, that's not us on Twitter, unfortunately. <laughs> so number one, yeah, we're just, we are number one, mm. but still, um, cool. Uh, any, anything else before we get in? No. Mm. All right, cool. Um, So uh, our first question that we got from Heather, who is Connor's friend, correct? Shout out to Heather. She's great. Chad, please listen to the podcast. This is your second shout out for not listening. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, listen and hear Mm -hmm. these shout outs. Um, Cool. So Heather wanted to know, what's uh, our favorite book to movie adaptation? This one was a very difficult one, especially now I'm forgetting every single <laughs> movie, book, any adaptation ever. Um, does anyone have uh, an answer to that, like, right off the bat? Oh, Connor. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. I thought that was an... It's my favorite Harry Potter book, and I think it is one of my favorite um, book-to-movie adaptations of what it of what it decides to cut of what to include, of, like, how it shows Dumbledore's army being formed. I just think that's a really um, standout Harry Potter movie. That is a good one. We were talking about it the other day. The only thing that pisses me off, not necessarily about that movie, but the setup to it, is they didn't spend enough time with the relationship between Harry and Sirius, which is really Mm. beautiful in the books. Like, especially in 4, they kind of gloss over it very quickly, so it's, like, shitty that, like... It's, it would probably feel more impactful if they had added some more of, like, the stuff from the book. But right. And then by the time you get to movie six, it's like, oh, great, Snape is this, but nobody cares because you haven't spent. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but movie five and book five have a really special place in my heart. Yeah. We'll we'll talk more about uh, our favorite Harry Potters. <laughs> that will happen. Talk slash yell at each other. <laughs> oh, air order. <laughs> we yeah. can schedule that for one we're not missing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Just the butter blowout. This is where we take each other down. (laughs) This is the shit, like, we're gonna get into it, and we are not gonna be nice. We're not friends in these episodes. (laughs) I mean, we're never friends. Um, cool. Any, any other responses from people right away for this one? Yeah, uh, there's countless different iterations of, uh, and, you know, interpretations on film or throughout popular culture of, um, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Um, I think the one that really, uh, really drives it home for me is The Muppet Christmas Carol, which is amazing. Um, it's a story that I think is really enhanced by, uh, some comic timing and, you know, um, the presence of uh, the beloved Muppets, so I think, uh, and Michael Caine trying to sing, which is adorable. Uh, I would give it to that hand over fist, I think, for for favorite uh, book to film adaptation, with maybe a distant second being There Will Be Blood, but that's only a technicality because it's Upton Sinclair's Oil, in which uh, the character of Daniel Plainview is mentioned, I think, for three pages, and they basically just took that character and created something else. Hmm. Um, so I'd say those two, but probably uh, Christmas Carol with the Muppets. I think that kind of idea of like taking a small part of a book and blowing it up into this larger thing that a direct, you know, a director has a specific vision for. I think that's a, also a sign of a great adaptation. Mm. Uh, of like I not know. necessarily it worked like page in spades by and page. There will be blood for me, so uh, thumbs up. Because this question too, I was kind of thinking like, well, is it my favorite because it improved on mm-hmm. it? Is it because yeah. it was like directly like it felt like it was like complementing the book? Was one like significantly like bad and they like did a better job with like the movie version like stuff oh, like that maybe american psycho too but i don't know oh uh, you know what i agree with you because i read american psycho and i like it but the movie i think is like it's way better phenomenal yeah so some really gross stuff in the book that i'm like yeah i don't think i ever needed to see this on film books a little much <laughs> yeah it's hmm. a lot yeah yeah i feel like i've it's this question's really hard because I feel like I have a different relationship with like reading a story mm. versus like seeing a story yeah. told on f- film. And I know that I have like the opposite answer. The first thing that came to mind, like, uh, re- like Cloud Atlas is like one of my favorite books, and I, I love just that love book David so Mitchell. Much. And and yes. when I heard it was going to become a film, I was like, okay, this will be really interesting to see this and ha- what they do with the film version. And I went and saw it in theaters and like there were parts of the story that I thought were really beautiful and like beautifully captioned, but like to adapt. God fucking Tom Hanks. Why did you have to uh, cast Tom? I don't know. It was just like a movie that like I have a really or a book that I have a really close relationship to. And then I'm like, I don't know if anything would have like made it live up to what I wanted it to be. Um, we just talked about this the other day in the car because I was like, is the movie good? And my friend was like, it's all right, but it's also like maybe the best they could do with that material. Mm-hmm. Yes, and there are some also some elements to the movie, to, to the story that I thought uh, were heightened by seeing the characters mm-hmm. as far as like seeing the same actors play different stories yeah. and in different time periods, which is tied into that, like the uniting narrative. You, yeah. Across all like years and years and years, which I thought was a really cool take, but I just couldn't. Yeah. That I book gave me like the biggest book hangover of my life. And so I don't think anything <laughs> else would compare to it, you know? Yeah. So yeah. that's what came to mind. I think the other, the other thing as far as like m- magical movies and magical, books that came to mind was like uh wind in the willows i loved the illustrated version and the 1995 animated tv wind in the willows like i feel like captures Mm. the beautiful illustrations and the story that that's like the first thing Mm. (laughs) i thought of like yeah yeah this one was really hard for me too and so i don't know if this is necessarily like my favorite combination of the two things but um one of my favorite writers is um, a short story writer named Ecker Carrot. Um, he's uh, from Israel. Um, his shorts are amazing and beautiful and, like, encapsulate things about humanity in a few pages that, like, other people could never do in, like, you know, thousands of pages. Um, and it wasn't until recently that I realized one of the shorts he wrote was based on a movie I had seen years 
before that I also really liked the movie of. Um, so the short story Edgar Carrot wrote is called uh, Neller's Happy Campers. Um, and it was turned into a movie called uh, Wrist Cutters, A Love Story, which came out a few years ago. It was an indie film with like Patrick F- Fujit. Um, among like some other people who I don't know if there were like a, t- a big cast of people, but it's um, this really interesting story basically about uh, purgatory and it's where people who commit suicide end up like in this place. Uh, and so you end up like learning a lot about these different characters who committed suicide. One of the characters like in- keeps saying that like she didn't actually commit suicide. She like overdosed and so it was an accident and she doesn't belong there. So she's trying to figure out who's in charge of Wait. this world to get out mm. and like so it's it's a really really interesting story and uh, I loved the the movie when I first saw it and like when I read the short it was also really amazing. Who who is the actress? Shannon Sossman, I think is that right? Is she in um, a Knight's Tale? Is that her? I feel like I've seen this movie. Maybe I can't find the is name like right the... away. Yeah, Shannon Soss. Sossaman? Is she in uh-huh. the uh, Rules of Attraction? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I've seen this movie. Yeah. Yes. It's a really interesting, weird movie. Um, but I remember, like, really liking it and just, like, liking the very quirky characters who are in it. And when I eventually read the short, I was also like, oh, this short's really amazing. And they're very different, but um, that's just, like, such an interesting concept to me in general. So it was, like, cool to, like, see that in book form and in movie form, too. Um yeah, but I don't know if that's my favorite because I also forgot every single thing I had ever read and watched when this question <laughs> was asked. What about Lord of the Rings? I was going to say, I was a little surprised that didn't um, jump to the fore. I mean, it might be an answer to one of these other oh, questions. Okay. Well. <laughs> um, I I really do like love how they adapted a lot of the stuff. Um, it's a weird thing where, like, I watched uh, Return of the King the other day. The extended version is just like a... I'm exhausted and I need to watch something I love movie. And there's a ton of stuff in the extended version they add in that's in the book, which is cool to see, but it doesn't flow great in the movie. Agreed. Um, Yeah. Um, And so when I watch like just the return of the King, I think that is like a phenomenal movie, but the extended, I mostly just watch because I love the mouth of Sauron. (laughs) And that's like the only part of the extended that I like watch it for. Cause I think that character is so cool. Um, but there's like stuff with like Famir and like Eowyn they add that's like works in the book, but is just glossed over when they actually add it into the movie and like the healing Springs and like interesting concepts, but like people who haven't read those books, like don't need to see that or like know that. So Yeah. Um, and also I would have to pick between those three movies and how could I ever pick between those three movies, which was the best adaptation. So just wait till the butter blowout, <laughs> butter blowout. Yep. Um, yeah, maybe there has to be like one a year, like b- butter blowout 2019 <laughs> all air, all of our grievances that we've had throughout the year. Um, cool. Uh, so the next uh, questions, it's two of them uh, who came from my sister, Nella. Um, she asked a third one, which was, what makes Keanu Reeves so amazing? But I responded saying that in good like conscience, I can't do that without Sam here because she all, loves Keanu very much. I mean, I think we all love Keanu yeah, the answer a is decent everything. amount. Yeah. We all have yeah, to yeah. be, yeah. Have to be together. A catch-all Honestly, I, like, I was like, we should maybe just do a Keanu theme and like I'll pick a Keanu movie to watch. We'll <laughs> do that and Jack Black month back to back. Yes, <laughs> there you go. Um, so Nella's first question to us is, uh, who is the best Batman? Hmm. I love Michael Keaton as an actor. But I think it's Christian Bale. I also think it's Christian Bale. But I think for me, Michael Keaton is like right, right below him. I think The Dark Knight is like a perfect movie, and he's mm-hmm. really amazing in it. Well, the question is really who's the best Batman slash Bruce Wayne because they're they're two very mm. different roles, and they have to play both. Um, and in that sense, I'd have to go Bale also. Mm. Um, I think everybody else is a little too stoic and removed as a, as a character as Bruce Wayne, the figure. So it never really lands, unless it's like um, George Clooney, in which case he's both for both, and he's just George Clooney the whole mm. time. But um, but I'd say I'd say Bale. I'd yeah, like those scenes where he's like hanging out with models and like being <laughs> goofy or like really funny um, when he's like 
playing he's the a role convincing, he's supposed to be. Yeah, well, you wouldn't say that Christian Bale's performance is stoic. I feel he goes like, if I was to use the term whole hall, whole hall, not in the stoic, <laughs> not in the same but when he's way because Bruce, he's definitely doing something different. Yeah, versus like say like I mean this may be the weakest example of the bunch, but say like versus um, uh, uh, Val Kilmer, where when he's removed as Batman, he's just like he has no personality to offer at all. Yeah. Okay. Stoic maybe as in devoid of personality. Yeah, may, yes. Maybe not stoicism, but just like uh, bland. Boring. Just boring. Bad acting. <laughs> I have no interest in seeing Ben Affleck as Batman. Because I hear people like him, but I don't know if that's just like DC apologists trying to like. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. Justice League is now on HBO, so I might give that a watch. But why? There are so many other movies. <laughs> oh, you know what? Actually, the, I guess the answer is probably the guy from Batman the Animated Series. I'm blanking Kevin on his Conroy. name right now. There we go. Yeah, and he's, I was wondering, he's the yeah, best. Yeah, I was thinking he's that, too. Best. He's the best. I guess in my mind, this is like live action. What was the... There was a Batman series that was out when I was a kid that I really liked, and it was Bruce Wayne at that point was older and training. Batman Beyond. Yeah, I really mm-hmm. liked that TV show. It was, was real good. I'll Google who voiced tonight. Christine, did you have a, a Batman to throw in? I mean, I would go with Christian Bale, too. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I really like The Dark Knight, and I like... Yeah, I do, too. Yeah. Cool. I feel like I also saw Dark Knight and all of... Christian Bale Batman at a time when I was like more invested in the Batman series. So yeah, yeah. I was like real into those movies when they were coming out. Um, Cool. And then Nella's other question for us was what's our favorite movie series? Like franchise? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, Mad Max. Done deal. Mm. (laughs) Easy. (laughs) Hmm. How many installments must it or like how many movies makes a series? I would say more than th- more than, more than four or more. Four or more. Oh, I wrote about Mad Max also for a small thing that was a best like fourth or more in like a in a series, and I was like, oh yeah, Fury Road. Yeah. Uh, I might have to go with the MCU. Uh, does that count though? I mean, that's I 22, 23 movies. I mean, so I think right. talking about it. <laughs> I think maybe picking a specific, like, story thread through those. I really love Iron Man 1 and 2. Uh, 1 and 3. 2 is whatever, but I think 1 and 3 are really strong. 2 has a special place in my heart because I love Sam Rockwell. He's so good (laughs) in that movie. He's great, even though it's not a great movie. (laughs) Um, Within, yeah, I don't know. The franchise is such a hard one. I mean, Harry Potter, most of those, I feel like... Two and six. I know Sam would disagree with me on two, yeah. um, but I think two and six are the weakest ones. But mm-hmm. other than that, I think most of those, most of the Harry Potter movies are pretty strong. Yeah. Um. I, I was gonna say I might pick you know Lord, the Lord of the Rings series, but I also feel like the Hobbit ones are probably included in that, which are not super mm-hmm. great. Mm. Um. I feel like I gotta go Star Wars. Yeah. Um. Like I grew up. Like but then I you're watched including the tr- the original uh, pre- uh, prequel trilogy. As yeah, well. but that's like three out of what do we have eight? Nine, eight. Three out yeah. Of four, yeah. And there's some stuff in those that's like not great, but I enjoy. Like, um. Fucking Christopher Lee in those movies is still really, really good. It's um, a crime they didn't give him more to do. And um, what's-his-face, the bad guy in the first one, Darth Maul, is, like, a really cool character. They just, like, don't utilize him enough. But I love the way he's, like, designed, and I love his lightsaber. All that stuff I think is really cool. Have you watched the Clone Wars animated show? Like, the 3D No, but one? I've heard that's pretty good, Because right? he's, a, he's a huge character. Oh, cool. It's all on Netflix, because they bought it and made a final season. Yeah. Darth Maul, real cool. Darth Maul's real cool. Yeah. Um, and also, this was another thing we need to talk about, because there's some Star Wars stuff oh, that we no. gotta flush out. Oh, this is Butter Blowout Part um, 3. <laughs> I, I also do like Solo, so... Um, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, anyway. Uh, I think Star Wars is probably one, like, I, like, watch those movies at a very young age with my dad, and so that's always been, like, a pretty... Bi- Even though, like, Lord of the Rings is another thing my dad introduced me to, I think that's probably, like, a... It was like, here's this thing that I love that is precious to me, mm-hmm. and like now it is also a part of your world. Um, one of the Star Wars movies is an answer to a later question that we have. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Christine, did you? 
I might have to go with the Mission Impossible. <laughs> I have not seen nice. any of them, but I know Garrett loves them. <laughs> but that is, I have not seen the third Mission Impossible. That one's great. So, yeah, that is missing in my um, viewing experience. <laughs> oh, I could have picked Fast and Furious. That one, that one might be my favorite <laughs> one. I like, okay, so I... I I should uh, I should watch the third one. I was like trying to rag my. I was like, don't say Mission Impossible. Don't say Mission Impossible. But, you said but it. I had That's to. I mean, I have to be true. <laughs> I, I, people seem to love them. I. It's just I something I keep returning back to. Except two. Two is bad. Two is bad. Except <laughs> for who directed I mean, two? John, John Woo. Woo. Oh yeah. I mean. There's some, I mean, Doug Gray Scott as the villain. I loved him in Ever After, so I love him as a villain, too. Also, I have no idea what happened to that guy. Anyhow, gotta go with M.I. Hell yeah. What, um, so I want to start the Fast and Furious franchise to watch Hobbs and Shaw. What movie should I start, what should anybody start you, with? Uh, int- that's interesting. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw looks wild. I'm so excited for Hobbs and Shaw. So, uh, I had no fucking interest in any of these movies at all. And then, like, you know, it was, of course, something very important to my partner. And so I was like, okay, (laughs) I'm going to have to dedicate time to this. So he did what, like, happened for him, where he saw Seven first, which is the one where it's, like, Paul Walker's Mm -hmm. last movie. And he saw it in theaters, and, like, that was his first time seeing a Fast and Furious movie, and he bawled his eyes out and then went back and watched all of them. (laughs) Um, So that's what we did. And I think... I liked that because by the time it's probably before it's definitely before seven, but seven is like a movie where they know exactly what they are. This is a soap opera for men and they are just totally (laughs) fucking okay with it. Everything is crazy. There's stuff happening in that that makes no sense. The fact that they're introducing Idris Elba as a super soldier now, after all of the crazy shit we've seen in the movies before, like, okay, those weren't superheroes before this movie? What are you talking about? Um, Because, one, I actually like a decent amount. Two's meh. Tokyo Drift is fucking great, because it introduces um, Han, who's the best character, whose name is Han Solo. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's a good way to do it. Cause I think if you like seven and vibe with seven, then you're probably going to vibe with like how this series has mm. like come and probably really like Hobbs and Shaw. Cool. Yeah. Also, that's the one where, um, the rock flexes out of a cast and it's, and then <gasps> turns to his daughter and says, daddy's got to go to work and then runs out of a hospital. And it's fantastic. Sounds amazing. <laughs> like his muscles just pop the cast. Oh yeah. He just goes boom. And it all like falls off. Damn. Mm. <laughs> yep. Nice. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, the next one comes from Jen, who I think is a friend of Sam's maybe. Um, which I feel bad that I'm sorry, Jen, that, um, sorry, Jen. I know, but, um, we talked a little bit back and forth cause I thought this was a really good question. She asked what our thoughts were on TV shows that jump, uh, to movies, which I thought was an interesting question. Mm-hmm. The first thing that came to my mind was the first SpongeBob movie. <laughs> Which was good. <laughs> that was a good movie. Yeah. I, I like that movie. I haven't seen the second one yeah. that they released recently, but. Which was, yeah. It was, because uh, it was all, like, computer animated, right. which didn't feel right. Yeah. I think it's interesting why TV shows sometimes become movies. So I've been watching a shit ton of X-Files. <laughs> and mm. originally, the movie was supposed to wrap up yeah. the sh- TV show. Um, and put and sort of conclude the alien arc in this sort of triumphant finish, but then it got um, extended, and then it's great in the seasons that come after the first movie. They they like kind of have tongue in cheek uh, uh, references to the movie, like so. How did that plot end up? Resol- mm-hmm. Like there were certain plot holes in the movie that never really get resolved, and that's true. And so it kind of became this fun sort of referential moment. Um, and so, yeah, I, I guess of the, I guess there, there are three in total, right? Have I seen, I think I've seen two of them. There are definitely two. There might be a third one. I feel like the second I've, X-Files movie was not good. There was a second one. Yeah. That, that, that was, was the a, snow okay. one where the guy's doing experiments. That's yeah. all I remember is <laughs> snow. Snowy. That movie was like, meh, but yeah. like, but I like how it kind of uh, is interspersed throughout the series, and now that I've been watching it in chronological order, it's mm. been fun 
revisiting those movies and being like, oh, yeah. this is kind of what this does. The second movie does nothing <laughs> to no. like further or advance. But I agree. I think like arc. it's maybe the intention behind it. Like, why are you making a movie? Is it tying up loose ends? Is it like an arc and then you'll go back to more like television stuff? Like they're making a Downton Abbey movie now too, oh. which like I I love Downton Abbey so much. I feel like it probably should have ended earlier. Um, but the idea of them making a movie with it and the costumes and the world, I'm just like very excited to see all of that on the big screen. Um, I saw the trailer for it um, before the dead don't die. <laughs> it's just like, everyone's like, oh. You could hear the, like the gasp in the audience. I know. I know. <laughs> like, I'm all for it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Any any other thoughts on that? Yeah. Rugrats movies. Oh, that was another thing that came up was like Nickelodeon stuff. Right. Rugrats. The first Rugrats movie was good. Rugrats Go to Paris is fucking amazing. I watched that movie in college, and it's still really good. Yeah, it's good. All the Reptar, Godzilla, Kaiju. Which I think maybe it works really well for kids stuff. Potential. I mean, mm-hmm. I I know there are examples where it doesn't work super great, but I think like yeah, like you know, they're definitely an audience for that, and I think like kids movies are probably really good at doing these like longer storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I had a countdown for the Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> Saw that shit in theaters. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, Connor had a question for me. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Directly. Uh, which was, what would your perfect puppet-based horror look like? Which I really don't know, because I kept thinking about Chucky, and Chucky's not my favorite franchise. And also, like, even though I like Chucky movies, kind of freaks me out a little bit. <laughs> um, there was a horror movie that came out last year that I'm really excited to see called Possum, and it is, like, a puppet, like, possum monster thing oh, that they created for that movie. Um so in my head, that just made me think of, like, practical effects. And I love the use of practical effects. Mm-hmm. Um, I think more and more, if you can do that, you should. Um, so, I don't know. I love creatures. Like, making, like, insane-looking creatures. Like, Jim Henson kind of stuff. Like, watching that Mothra movie the other day and them using puppets in that to create some of these, like, kaijus was really cool. Um, so I think, like, in that, like, sense, like, I want to see people make cool puppet, like, creatures like that in those types of movies. I think that's what really works for me. That just, like, tear people apart. Yeah! I love that stuff. It's great. Yeah. I could see a, uh, like, a marionette horror being kind of fucked up, but also very slow moving. A menagerie (laughs) of marionettes. Yes, some, yes. Because I was thinking of, what are they called? The... Ventriloquists? Yep. (laughs) I was like, it sits on your lap. <laughs> um, they freak me the fuck out. Like, I don't like those at all. Like the Goosebumps one, whatever that guy's name is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's a Buffy episode with one that's creepy, too. Yeah, I'm not a fan. It's just not a fan of puppets in general. Mm, no, not so much. Yeah, unless they make it, like, these, like, really cool, intricate puppets I really like. Or, like, those, like, German kind of style ones. There's that whole scene in The uh, Sound of Music where they do the... The puppet theater that Wait, I love. that's what I was thinking of when Hell I was yeah. like, hi on a hill, but then I went there like. I love that. I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I would turn that scene from Sound of Music with the marionettes into a horror. Hell yeah. And it's like the goats are fucking ripping people's eyes. Oh, it's like. It's like you thought the Nazis were bad. <laughs> <laughs> Just like goats ripping people's throats and. But it, yeah, it'd have to be done in slow or like done in regular pace and then maybe sped up to like build some mm. tension. Cool. Yeah, I'm into that idea. I love that. I'd watch that. Sweet. Uh, our friend Brittany also had a question for us. Uh, Brittany's really wonderful. Her and her partner run a, or husband, uh, run a open mic night uh, that they do in Maniunk. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely check that out if you can. They also both write really amazing, like, shorts and things. So, yeah, definitely check them out. Uh, Brittany asked us, if they made a movie about your life, who would direct it? This is such a hard question. Ooh. I know. Herzog. Yeah. <laughs> Here he is born. In a dark world. <laughs> As you can see, still milling about in futility, even at the age of 31. Man, we're going to have to make this now. That I might be your first butter, butter YouTube thing. <laughs> Herzog's you worst watch- movie. 
you want to slash the YouTube channel, let us Dave, know. Dave, we're going to do a, a black and white of you, and then you also have to be uh, the voiceover for it. <laughs> uh, that I could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got a GoPro. Let's, let's do, do it right let's now. Let's do it right now. Um... I would love. I personally would love to be in a Wes Anderson movie. I was kind of thinking that too. But in my head, I'm like, my boring life is like. So I was gonna boring. say you'd have to have been like struck by I lightning know. or uh, incapable of seeing yeah. the color mauve or like some weird character quirk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was 20 feet from lightning being struck the other day. Well, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> There's my Wes Anderson movie. I mean, now that I'm on this like Cronenberg kick with the amount of Cronenberg mm. I've been watching. Um, I want to see some weird body horror, you know, and I mean, not that that's like a part of my life right now, but like, sure. At like, you know, there's a bunch of my boring life stuff and then like throw a weird, like creepy thing on the side. Like I'm into that. It could be a fantastical adventure. Occasionally of... it works. Somebody's just pulling a VHS tape out of their chest. <laughs> just, you know, you made a bunch of Cronenbergs. <laughs> yep. Hmm. Any... Any thoughts, Christine? I don't know. Am I the only one who hasn't gone? What did yeah. you say? Yeah. I said Wes Anderson. Oh, Wes. Mm, that's a good one. Um, I don't know. Maybe it would be depending on, like, what part of my life would be depicted. Mm. I feel like if I just wanted to, like, have, like, be in the, like, woods... With some, like, beautiful flowers and trees. I feel like Jane Campion would be, like, mm. a great director to just, like... I was going to say... be, like, in, like, a flowing dress who's gonna or direct, something. Who's going to direct your trip to Spain? <laughs> oh, my God. I hope not Ari Aster. <laughs> that shit's going down. <laughs> I'm going to, like... Ugh. Roll an Emmerich or Ari Aster. Oh I kind of God. expected you to say PTA. Yeah, I thought you were going to say PTA. Um... I don't have enough interesting intensity. It would have to be someone who's just like, what a waste. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's probably true for all of us, yeah. really. <laughs> yeah, he, that would be like a study of, like, I feel like Herzog would be like a study of your life. P.T. Anderson would be like, I found the most fucked up aspect of your life and I've decided to, like, blow Boom. it up into And you're motivated by greed and go. But yeah. wait, wait, P.T., that's not me. And you're motivated by greed and go. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget that he and uh, it's Maya Rudolph that he's married to, right? Yes. Yeah. Which I just think is like wait, the really? Best yes, it's just like the mm, ever. That is incredible. She's just so amazing and silly, and he like just the craziest shit. I'm like, I would love to know what their home life is like. It was funny, like inherent. I feel like Inherent Vice is the only movie that she appears in of yeah, his, any of his movies, right. and she has like a really hilarious like little little role. That movie's really good. I know. I'd like to watch that again. I only saw it in theaters once. Hmm. Cool. Um, the next one was the one that I thought was really, really cool. Um, so my friend Ryan from uh, Cinema 76 and the Shames Files podcast um, that he does with his wife, Jill, um, he asked us today, what movie changed the way you think about a certain topic or issue? Hmm. Hmm. This is such a good question, but such a, a hard question. <laughs> the only thing that came to mind on, like, a very gut instinct for me was Chicken Run. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go on. Hear me out. <laughs> yes! Butter blowout. Let's go. Yes! <laughs> okay, so I... So I don't really... I typically don't eat, like, red meat or pork and stuff. That's just, like, a thing in our family. So chicken is, like, my staple food. I love chicken so much. But watching Chicken Run made me, like, really hate myself for eating chicken. Like, I still eat chicken a lot. But that's, like, one of those movies where, as a kid in the theater, I was like, am I a terrible person? Like, I'm part of this problem. Like, I remember having an existential crisis as a child in that movie, thinking about all of that stuff. <laughs> I feel like that happened with me with, like, watching the first Toy Story and being like, I do my toy, like, are my toys coming to life? Am I, what happens if I give one away? You know, mm -hmm. that was definitely... A crisis of yeah, conscience. Mm -hmm. I don't know. 
It's such a good question. I definitely want to think about it more because I feel like I should have a better answer than chicken run, but that was the first thing So it's changed your perspective on something? Yeah, like it, like it kind of like changed your perspective on like a topic or like specific issue or something. I mean, definitely that's something more like that stuck with me and, and it was a series, not necessarily a movie, but, uh, the series when they see us about the Mm. central park five, that thing has just like stuck with me. And I knew the, the the case, I, I had been familiar with the story, um, cause I had read, uh, Julie Burns' book on it, but I feel like that was a movie that just like was a gut punch in all the like most important ways, but like mm-hmm. has just like sat with me as far as the fucked up criminal yeah. justice system <laughs> and that whole case and, um, Yeah. What's um also what's the the one about the cigarette industry? Thank you for smoking. Uh Darren Eckhart? No, uh the Russell Crowe one. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I like yeah, I like I was always very against like cigarettes, like and when I found out my parents smoked, I was really mad and I saw that movie and was like, "Whoa." <laughs> With Russell Crowe. Hmm. Yeah, he like ends up like uncovering all of this like yeah. Hmm. I, gotta, I gotta think of what the movie actually is, but I feel like there's one example off the top of my head, but I just can't like it's, it's almost there, but I can't think of it. Yeah, it's Ryan. It's such a good question, but yeah. it's so hard to answer. I know, yeah. uh, and this I just saw it a couple weeks ago. But Black Klansman, I think, helped re just like recontextualize the modern mm. alt right movement of sort of like racism still present in our society today. I mean, go on Facebook and you no, can see this, but. I just think it it just helped like refocus just my attention on like oh these mm. things are very much connected to what happened twenty years ago and thirty and a hundred like all mm-hmm. of this is still very much connected so not necessarily like a re like a re- totally shattering my world but just sharpening my focus on mm. what's happening right now I thought Spike Lee did yeah I know the last five minutes of that movie are extremely divisive but for me it totally landed and totally worked yeah. Yeah, I think there are movies, too, like, especially, like, now as I'm older, from, like, a feminist perspective, mm-hmm. where I keep being, like, oh, I thought this, like, character was, like, a bitch, or, like, I, you know, I, like, didn't like these specific characters, and then I, like, watch those movies later, and I'm, like, oh, like, that's because, like, they were, like, standing up for themselves, <laughs> or, like, you know, like, there was, like, something about them that I didn't like initially, and now that I'm, like, oh, no, but, like, they're just, like, kind of fighting for, like, their voice and to be heard, and so it's, like, interesting watching movies later on and being, like, oh, I think I understand this character, like, way more than I used to. I can think of a lot more examples of that kind of thing than... Yeah. No, this is, it's a good question. Maybe I'll have a better answer when I'm actually on Ryan's podcast <laughs> soon. I mean, this could be a whole topic for a month. Yeah. I know, yeah, I was thinking about that too. There's just, like, so much stuff that you could really go into with this. Thanks for the free idea, Ryan. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is awesome. I definitely want to think about it more. I kind of thought a short-term 12 in that mm. respect too, and, like, yeah, there's... I- yeah. I feel like we explore this topic in our discussions of the movies that mm. we do... Mm-hmm. But just thinking of ones off the top of the head of, of the head is challenging. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Cool. Well, thank you, Ryan. Um, I'm sorry if we didn't have uh, as <laughs> as good an answers uh, as I hoped. But yeah, uh, this is something I definitely want to think about more. Um, so our other friend, uh, Sarah, um, Sarah Stoltz, because we have two Sarahs who've who've asked us things. Um, asked us what our favorite movie to watch uh, on like a bad day. I sort of have two answers for this one. One, Alyssa and I just watched this um, this afternoon was Step Brothers, Will Ferrell and um, John C. Riley. Sam's <laughs> oh, not here to rain on Will Ferrell, I know. so, so you got <laughs> to open go range. Whole hog on this. Um, after just watching this movie, literally two hours ago, um, it's so dumb but so fun. And I, I mean, Adam McKay, I think, is such a great writer. And I think him and Will Ferrell and John C. Riley just do really incredible work most of the time. That's a movie that really grew on me. Mm-hmm. Like the first time I saw it, was it really I was like, good. "This is dumb." <laughs> and after a while, I was like, "This is now like embedded in my brain." I think Step Brothers is the best example of how improv on set can lead to a really funny movie. When so many other movies try to do that approach, and even some of like Adam McKay and Will Ferrell's movies do mm-hmm. that approach, and it just doesn't really work that yeah. well. Uh, so Step Brothers and also Best in Show. 
Mm. So I talked yeah. about it a few times. So that's just always the perfect throw on. Um, just laugh every single couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. So Step Brothers, Best in Show, my two answers for that question. Sweet. Um, I, I could go to my double feature DVD of Orange County and School of <gasps> I love Orange County. Yes. It was, yeah, I, it's sad now that there aren't DVDs anymore. Well, I guess there are, but no one's buying still DVDs buy anymore. DVDs. And you don't, like, that DVD double feature is such a great thing, type of thing. Um, I love the ones they pair together. Yes. Yeah. Walmart and Rite Aid have some <laughs> great I've ones. I've bought many of them, yeah. <laughs> I have to say just Fargo. It's just kind of like, you know, it's, it's well-trod territory. I've seen it a lot of times that, you know. Always has that, uh, <clears throat> despite the horror of the film, uh, a warm and fuzzy ending to, to walk away with and um, just a lot of heart throughout the film. So I, I guess I usually put that on. Or maybe Royal Tenenbaums. I've seen that movie a lot of times, too. Mm. I think mine isn't necessarily a movie, but I just watch it like it is one. But the uh, BBC Pride and Prejudice miniseries... Yes. Uh, the amount of times I have watched that miniseries with Colin Firth. Um, but, like, there's something just so comforting about those characters and just that feel to the whole movie and, like, Lizzie Bennet and, like, I, the amount of times even when I was in middle school and, like, being upset about certain things, like, I that's, like, something where I was like, oh, I can put this on and feel, like, so much better. Yes. Yeah. That's real good. Hmm. Uh, well, uh, another friend of the, the show and uh, my partner, uh, Garrett, texted me a question for us today. How informal. Um, Garrett from uh, I Like to Movie Movie. Um, who will also be introducing a movie at the Ritz tomorrow night. He's going to be introducing American Graffiti, which is pretty cool. Um, he asked us, what actors would you see in a movie for, like, regardless of what the movie is about? Like, just actors that, like, you just want to see all of their movies. Huh. Michael Rooker. Really? I love, Ellis and I love Michael Rooker so much. That was one of the first, like movie things that we bonded over which is really interesting our love of this weird silly man he is not disappointed in any movie i've seen him in did you um, watch him in the walking dead yeah <laughs> and he's so bad at it, but he's he just so sells bad. it so hard yeah, that's um, true. at the end of guardians 2 and he's like i'm harry poppins y'all as he's floating down from mm-hmm. the and slither and i still need to see um the his first movie, that serial killer movie, Henry, Henry. Portrait of a Serial Killer. Yeah, yeah, that might change your mind. It might, but <laughs> so that's like I feel like one of the the Michael Worker movie I'm missing in my life. But he's in Brightburn. I put that movie on before bed one day, <laughs> and then was like, cool. <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself now. Um, <laughs> fucked. But, so fucked. But I love his real life personality, and I think the characters that he plays. Um, he's just, I just love Michael Worker. He's really good at playing a scumbag. He is. Yeah. He's always good. Yeah. And he's so good when he comes back in The Walking Dead. <laughs> Like season three or whatever. I know. So silly. Um, so Rooker, my answer, hands down. I don't think I would have one anymore. I would have said of uh, two. Gosh, I forget uh, when he passed. It was it wasn't it wasn't that long ago. Philip but Seymour, uh, Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's that's yeah. one actor I would see pretty much anything by or anything in, including Along Came Polly, which you know, bad movie, but he's good in it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really have. I haven't found another. Uh, <laughs> Another person like that since him. Hmm. Um, maybe, uh, I don't know. I'm pretty interested in a lot of Joaquin Phoenix's choices. I think that a lot of those are pretty mm. good. But, yeah, I, nobody's really... no man, Nobody's going to guarantee my ticket every time like Philip Seymour Hoffman could have. Mm. Hmm. Um, my gut instinct was like Dan Stevens um, probably is like one of those people. Uh, but as we were talking about like different actors and stuff too... Um, I really like Ryan Gosling and a lot of the movie decisions he makes. Um, and I feel like he's probably someone also like, I am like, oh cool. He's in a new movie. Like Mm -hmm. I want to know like what kind of character he's playing, what he's doing. Cause like he's good in movies like drive where he's playing this very stoic character that does not speak at all. (laughs) And then in movies like, um, crazy stupid love where he's this like really charismatic playboy and he does all of those things well. And his SNL sketch where he, uh, 
uh, is obsessed with uh, papyrus font uh, for Avatar. <laughs> All of that stuff I love. Um, yeah. Hmm. Christine, do you have an actor? Or actors? Um... I was gonna say Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> and I was like, damn it. What a He's amazing. Right, yeah. yeah. Um I'm trying to think. Probably Jack Black. Also I'll watch yeah. him on whatever. It's Jumanji. Uh, well, that's the thing. He makes some his agent makes some interesting choices. He does. That's right. I would say that there are some movies that he's in that uh, I would question his decisions. Have you seen the trailer for Jumanji too? In the movie to yeah, I gotta Isn't put. Isn't Danny DeVito playing The Rock or something? The Rock plays Danny DeVito. Yeah, it's in, yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Um, yeah, like yeah, let that sink into your brain. <laughs> the the Poka King and Nacho Libre. I like. Uh, he definitely has made some interesting decisions <laughs> as far as what uh, nationalities of characters he feels uh, that he's licensed to play. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> The Holiday. But, I mean, that's your favorite yeah, movie, Yeah, I mean, right? it's my favorite movie, so obviously I'll follow him to uh, The Holiday all the way to. To go on holiday. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then our other friend, Sarah, these are the final ones. Um, her first one was First Cinematic Memory. The first? Yeah. Well, it, uh, it's tough, because the first movie I went to, I don't have a memory of, but my parents do. They brought me to see uh, Aladdin, the original, of uh, course, in 92, um, and I cried when it was over, uh, and they couldn't figure out why, and it was because I didn't want the movie to be over. Oh, I was yeah. just like, why can't this just be life That's now, so I guess. <laughs> so um, although, the first one that I... That's re such a mood. The first one that really sticks in my mind is actually seeing a snippet of Silence of the Lambs as a kid <laughs> in my grandmother's house. From afar. God damn it, dude. It was, yeah. It was just like... Uh, I remember it differently than what actually transpires in the movie. It's like the scene where he's escaping from the cage. Like, I feel like I remember him, like, smashing a plate over somebody's head and this and that, and there being, like, all mm. this stuff. But that's because I was just absorbing so much violent imagery as, like, a kid who couldn't process it. So it stuck for a long time until I saw the movie. I was like, oh, that's the scene? Well, that's still really violent. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching um, Empire Strikes Back for the first time. I was probably, like, five or six years old with my dad. Mm. And then when Darth Vader cuts Luke's hand off, you're like... What? This can happen to people in movies? I remember that being a super, um, just like very transformative experience for me. Hmm. Yeah. It's a big moment. Mine is Thumbelina. <gasps> I love Thumbelina. Thumbelina over and over and over. I mean, now as an adult woman, I'm like, that whole movie is about this it's poor little woman getting captured. So fucked. <laughs> but I just, yeah, I can like think, yeah. That I would Love be like homesick, and I would just watch it on VHS over and over Love and over movie. again. Mm. The little dewdrops. The dewdrops. Yeah. Don Bluth. I don't. What he's doing? God, I don't know what mine is. Cause like I remember things like having a lot of Aladdin stuff when I was a kid. Cause I like obviously loved that, and that might be one of the first movies my parents took me to see when I was a kid. Um. Fuck, yeah, I don't know. Honestly, my first, like, one of my first TV memories is watching, like, the OJ White Bronco <laughs> with my parents. <laughs> also like, a big moment. I remember, like, being a kid, like, what the hell is going on? But, like, my parents were glued to the TV. I was a few months old. <laughs> oh, God. Um, my One of mine is probably either, like, um, there were two movies I really, really loved as a kid that I even in my head now, kind of get, like, mushed together. Um, the Secret Garden and A Little Princess. Those always, always get stuff in my brain. Always. Uh, but, yeah, like, I feel like I constantly remember just, like, certain uh, scenes of those movies, like, in my head at, like, a very, very young age, kind of just, like, being jumbled in with everything. So, yeah, that's pr it's probably, like, one of those movies or something. It's so hard. Also, my mom, like, blocking my eyes while we watched uh, Jurassic Park for the first time. She wouldn't let me watch the scene where the guy gets eaten off the toilet. Oh, it's the best scene. <laughs> I know. Just immediately it was like, whoop, and, like, the hands went over my eyes and I couldn't see anything. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the last question from Sarah was, what's our favorite butter alternative? Hmm. 
Which no, like nothing else will do. Nothing nothing else no. compares. I mean, unless you count like that fake butter that's on like popcorn. <laughs> but like I don't know. Like the movie theater button that you push and yeah. But if you go to the Ritz movie theater, they actually like melt real butter and like put that on Ooh. your popcorn. Ooh. And that's like life changing, but well, I mean I guess I'm also including like the just like you know, the butter stand-in, like coke, uh, canola oil or whatever it is. Yeah. It's, it, it all works the same way, as long as it's you know some butter substitute or something. I mean, I can't believe it's not butter commercials with Fabio or like ingrained in my being, but I don't mm-hmm. think I ever like that was a thing my parents ever bought or is, that I would buy now. Is Country Crock a butter alternative? I don't know what Country Crock is. It might just be butter. But it's just butter in a in can, a tub. In a tub. And a butter, butter in a can? <laughs> Who gets butter in a can? Hey, you can put anything in a can. Like, there's that, like, whole chicken in a can. Bread in a can? Bre- oh, I'm sure there's I bread in a can. I will spread whole chicken in a can until I'm... I don't know, but in Spongebob, Squidward buys bread in a can. Well, it keeps it the moisture out mm-hmm. <laughs> until you try to eat it. Um, I will say, on, pe- on popcorn, uh, nutritional yeast, some salt, uh... Some cayenne pepper. Ooh. Cayenne pepper's great on popcorn. Uh, my uh, my friend's wife is a fantastic cook. And uh, when she's just, like, making popcorn at the house, like a normal person, it's, like, truffle oil and Parmesan and stuff. And that's, like, whew. Damn. This yeah. one bar in Old City puts bacon grease mm. on their Damn. popcorn, and that's real good. That but good. very yeah. not vegan. <laughs> Incredibly <Super laughs> anti-vegan. Yeah, sorry, Sarah. <laughs> sorry, Sarah. <laughs> um, cool. Well, that is that is what we got for uh, the butter with that Q and A. So thank you everyone for submitting your questions. Hopefully, we answered them for you. Um, <laughs> but if not, let us know, and at some point we'll come back to them. Um, and let us know if you like this and want us to do it again because, like, I thought these were like really fun to like think about. Um. Yeah. I feel like any of these could be whiteboard questions also. Too. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, I think, like, yeah, like, suggest, like, more whiteboard questions and stuff for us to do in certain episodes. If we pick a specific theme and you have one you think would be good for, like, mm-hmm. that theme, definitely let us know. And we'll try mm-hmm. to, like, pair those. That'd be really cool. Cool. Anything else before we uh, wrap up our uh, other mini-sode here? Made me really happy that people, like, responded, that we got quite a few responses. It made I me very happy. Yeah, and I feel like we got them from, like, a pretty, like, wide variety of friends, which is really exciting. So, thank you, everyone. Cool. Well, uh, thank you guys again for listening. Uh, Like Connor said at the beginning, follow us on the social medias and things. Uh, We'll be back with more episodes of something uh, to be determined. Um, But, yeah, uh, we will talk to you guys soon. Bye. <laughs> okay, you were like, <gasps> I was gonna say nope. something and then it just floated away. Oh man, quake, 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 quack. <laughs>